You're the one who wanted to be in charge. Now, when faced with a tough choice, you just run away? Are you scared or just selfish? You know how many times I tried to escape Tars Lamora? If we go back, we might never leave. You don't understand. You weren't like us. I know it's a risk. Everything we fought for, the ship, our freedom, our friends, we could lose all of it. If it was just me, sure, in a heartbeat, but I can't risk losing us. Don't look at me like that. I meant all of us, the, the crew. Of course. You want us to go into hostile territory, outnumbered a hundred to one, to make a trade with someone we can't even trust. And if we're lucky enough to survive that, we still need to escape with all the miners, without a ship. When you put it that way, yes. This is a no-win scenario, Gwen. This is our Kobayashi Maru. So, what are you saying? It can't be one of my half-baked plans. Not with all of our lives on the line. Don't forget, you're not alone. We're in cat boots now. Let's plan together. Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. I am one of your hosts, Johnson, and with me is Mike. Mike, happy Lunar New Year. Happy Lunar New Year, yes. Yeah, we're, we're starting this particular recording much earlier than usual. It was almost 11 because we had dinner. We, we did. Lunar New Year dinner. We did. And now we are here. Yes. After I've cleaned up my separation anxiety dog destruction I, I can't even i can't believe he tore stuff up like that's just i've never done this before it's crazy i, I unacceptable am, i am at wit's end um i i do not know what to do i feel like a bad parent uh yes i'm having all of the feelings right now wait but i thought why don't you guys why are you guys not doing obedience training uh, because we just spent three to four thousand so dollars on it's just like a money thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And and I and I really want a queen size bed. Oh my god! Like that's an ongoing struggle that I really can't deal with. Yeah. So you know, yes, I, I you know I want the queen size bed. And when why not king size? Like only queen size. Uh, because of the space, it would be a, a king size bed would be enormous in that space. Oh, really? Um, there's so much space. Yeah, uh, I mean, yes and no. There, there's enough for queen. A king would make it almost unnavigatable. Really? In there, yeah, oh, yeah, it would totally. Okay. Um, right. Yeah, it's just too much. But you know, a queen would be nice so that uh, my legs don't dangle off the end mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, and um, yeah, there's probably more room that, you know, I could have, like, literally just a third of the bed would be great. Sure, sure. Well, um, I, can't really, I can't really help you and your choices. 
I, you know, it, you know, it, it is what it is, but it is uh, yes. Uh, yes. Dog training is on the horizon. Doggy daycare, I think is also on the horizon. How much because, is that uh, like obedience training? I don't know. know. That's a good question. I, you know, training can vary depending on the trainer. Um, no. but the new social anxiety piece of this or the separation anxiety piece of this is a little bit more daunting. Um, Okay, we came home, so found the kitchen destroyed, you know, things torn up and, you know, and then he ran out into the living room, peed, excited pee because we were home. Um, it, literally, we've been gone for under three hours. Uh, and so we tore up stuff in the kitchen. Well, you could and, crate him every time. Yes, you leave. no, yes. So we will definitely begin be going back to crating him. He is in the crate currently. Mm. Um not as punishment. We don't make it a punishment. That's not the way you do it. But, you know, we say go to bed. He goes to his day bed. And then I gently move him into the crate. So he's in his crate now sleeping. And uh, no, it's just, uh, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot to, you know, a lot, a lot to manage. So, yes, yeah. but uh, the separation anxiety is real now. Uh, and, um, so yeah, we need to figure that out, but we also, he also needs to go to doggy daycare a couple of days a week, I think, to oh my God. burn off some of this energy, play with other dogs. There's so much uh, money. Yeah. It's an investment. Uh, it really is. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he's cuddly and great. And most of the time, you know, a welcome addition to the family, but, uh-huh. uh, it is a lot more work and. This new separation anxiety is a, a lot to kind of figure out. Oh, yeah. so what I was saying was I came, we came home, we found that, and then, you know, Dennis is getting ready to take him out for his night walk, and I bring over a CBD treat, and he a sniffs. Uh, a A CBD? Oh, CBD treat. Yeah. So it's a calming bite, right? It's, a, it's called calming bites. Uh-huh. So it's chill, chill out a dog or whatever. Sure. Uh, actually my sister gave it to me when we were up there back in November to help hopefully so he wouldn't throw up in the car and things like that. That did not know this is a thing that did not work. But, um, so I tried to give him that and he sniffed at it and would not eat it. And I put it on the ground, would not eat it, put him in, put it in his bowl. He would not eat it. This is a dog who will snack up anything off the effing street right and i'm not kidding new york city streets right now because of the snowstorm are dirty as f yeah and it's so gross it's, i hate new york city it's after so a gross snowstorm. yeah i do too I, well i don't mind it after a snowstorm i'm at you it's the next day and oh no no that's what i mean it's like yeah, the next day as after, the, the stuff after, melts disgusting yeah yeah, after the stuff Terrible. melts and all the grime right. and all of this. Right. And this dog will eat anything off that freaking ground. Yeah. But put a CBD treat in front of him and he turns his nose at it. Yeah. I am beyond, beyond myself right now. Beyond. Um, but you love it. So. I mean, I love Hamish. Yes. He's a, you know, yes, I love him. So. I do not know what to do currently. I am all, at, all worth it. All worth it. I am at wit's end. But anyway, yes. And then 
So I, you know, I shared with you, I swear to God, I shared with you this 30 second trailer, Picard trailer, teaser trailer that came after. Yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't no, see it. No, no, I know. It came after the, the longer trailer, which we talked about last week. We actually watched it and then we talked right. about it, right? Um, so this, in, within that week, probably the last couple of days, this new 30 second teaser trailer came out. Yeah. I swear I shared this with you on Instagram. It is gone from instagram i had to dig for it on youtube to find it and it wasn't even from paramount plus like they totally pulled this i wonder why i they feel like that like, i feel like i'm insane looking for this because i know i've seen it i've watched it a couple of times sure i know I've, i forward these things to you so that you see them and it was gone and yeah. talk about trying to make me crazy tonight mm-hmm. uh between the dog and paramount plus which you know <laughs> is, is not my favorite platform for no, streaming not. we've definitely had our notes and feedback for paramount and they go and pull this 30 second trailer which you know the best part of this this teaser trailer is picard being slightly badass and saying, right. I'm here to save the galaxy. It's always about saving the galaxy. And sure. uh, don't mess with me, essentially. Yeah. And somehow it's, like, right. it's I thought pulled. That once you finally found it, I watched it. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I mean, it was totally I made mean, for... some so- new scenes in there. Yeah, but- it's totally made for social media. It was not made for, you know, it wasn't made for YouTube. I had to go to YouTube to find it. And someone someone else posted it, not Paramount+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, so tonight I'm I'm feeling a little bit crazy. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Well, you live with your choices. <laughs> oh wow! <sighs> wow! Well, here we are. Um, so why don't we talk a little bit more about Star Trek? We have a couple of news announcements, and then we can get into this episode. And my goal is to keep this podcast shorter today, but we'll see what happens. Well, because yes, that would be ideal, day, and then. It doesn't work yeah. that way. And then we talk for an hour and a half about Star Trek and other I things. Um, so, yeah. So going into just a little bit of Star Trek news. So obviously we had the new 30 second Picard trailer that did it happen? The world will never know. Um, one thing that did get released this week that did make the rounds is the new one sheet slash key art, however you want to call it, for Strange New Worlds. And is just a nice shot of the Enterprise over kind of this desert-like planet with a guy and the horse. And it's kind of pushing this idea of the final frontier, more or less. Um, I thought it was nice, you know, it, you know, like a little bit of promotion for Strange New Worlds. Um, it's better than nothing, but, you know, I'm still waiting for the trailer. I mean, uh, you the- know, they released key art for Strange New Worlds, which is about three months away, right? And they pull a Picard oh, right. thirty-second oh, right. trailer. You understand? It is it. four weeks away. You understand? We get it. We get it. Um, so I don't know if you really have anything else to say about this one sheet. I mean, it's nice. It's not bad. Yeah, I like I like the imagery of the final frontier. Uh, that's the frontier really cool. is waiting. That's a tagline. Yeah, the frontier is waiting. Uh, the horse has a nice play into the cage, which I think is cool. It uh, does? 
It does. There's oh, a scene. Oh, right. Because Pike and like, um, Vina. The, uh, Vina, um, fantasies has a horse that's right. yeah yeah so i think that that's really a cool nice little tie back yeah no it's nice yeah it's, uh, it's actually a really beautiful a little more he's a little more but whatever well i mean it's a nice little poster you know yeah. uh if you're into those things uh maybe you know should we get invited to a strange new world's premiere that's we'll get a free poster uh, you can take it. I don't. I don't like posters. Yes, I, I realize this. So there was that, and then there was a little bit of news, and it's basically a little bit more about how Paramount Plus is basically Star Trek Plus. Let's be honest; it's essentially the Star Trek network, and they want all Star Trek all the time. And I don't think this was particularly like news news. It just gave us a little bit more confirmation that a Starfleet Academy series is going to be in the works and that it is going to be after the Section 31 series, which apparently will be seeing the light of day at some point. So I'm fine with this. I don't know if this feeds into the rumors that Tilly is going to be part of the Starfleet Academy series. It's possible. I think that that would be a good tie-in. I don't know, you know, I think it's fine. I'm like, are they, is it going to be like, you know, Gossip Girl meets Star Trek? Like, you know, what are we talking about? Like, how how is this going to kind of pan out? That would be very different and interesting. Uh, If they really want to make a very different show, that will be one way to go about it. But, you know, I think it has potential. I don't know. Uh, And I'm surprised that we're still here in Red Section 31 because I, you know, I feel that this part, like potentially in the graveyard, at least I thought at some point I thought it was because Michelle Yeoh has so many other things going on. But yeah, I mean, it was nice to kind of hear that we have yet more Star Trek on the horizon. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually hearing this for the first time. Okay, well, this is what happens when you don't prep for our podcast. Yes, right, you're right, absolutely right. I've got nothing going on, so absolutely absolutely nothing. So, yes, I should really be prepping for our podcast better. Correct, correct. That is is the accurate description of the situation. Yes. Um, No, so I'm pulling up news sites here that talk about... uh, the Starfleet Academy series. I mean, I think it would be great to have Tilly head up a Mary Wiseman to head up a uh, a um, new show. A f- new show. Oh yeah, absolutely. Gosh. English is difficult at 11 p.m. Apparently, it is. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, a new offshoot. So I'm reading this right now as <laughs> report as reported by Deadline. Oh my god. Uh, a new offshoot Star Trek Starfleet Academy is in development at Starfleet at CBS Studios. Yeah. Um, well, that's really cool to say, uh, to read. It is a uh, lot of Star Trek. I feel like we're going to be like just like, drowning in Star Trek, which is great. It's great. It is great. And, you know, and, and I think the difference is that every show has its tone. Every show has its like audience every show has its style so i i you know it's not this isn't the repeat of the 90s right this isn't when we had basically three to four shows back to back to back 
that all looked and mm-hmm. felt the same and had the same sort of executive producers running it. Right. Uh, you know, no, so- they're, they're not afraid to be a little bit experimental, which I yeah. appreciate. And they're willing to have different showrunners kind of just test things out, which I think is a great idea. There has there have also been some rumblings in the rumor mill um, of, uh, of maybe it, it's very much a rumor that okay. uh, they are also working on a anthology series, a Star Trek anthology series. I don't know if you're familiar with this rumor. I'm not. Um, no. So Do spill more. So details, yeah. So please. Discovery is actually meant to like some of the initial th- thoughts around Discovery was to make it an anthology series, very similar to something like American Horror Story, where every season is like a different story, but it's like contained. So the rumor mill, the the spinning of the rumor mill, uh, has this coming up again as a potential new series where each season is going to kind of focus on something different. Like there were some people were like talking about Maybe there could be one season that's all about Sulu, you know, post Star Trek six, or there will mm. be another season about Worf, just Worf. Like, I know um, there, it's, it's a lot. There's a lot of conjecture and people and people have been talking about it. Hmm. Um, interesting. I think that would actually be really cool and interesting uh, because it would allow us to kind of just revisit some characters I haven't seen in a while without like, you know, a five season commitment. You know, it's just like dip in, quick story, dip out. I think that that would actually, I would actually be a big fan of this idea. Um, so anyway. That's, it, um, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I feel like it's sort of creating something to fill all of the rumor box, checks boxes. Sure. You know, like we've talked, there's been rumors about Sulu. There's been rumors about Worf. I feel like it's I want to know what Beverly totally, doing. you know, I feel like it's a total rumor built around these these couple of show ideas. Probably there's a con season in there, too. Right. That was another one, you know, that we've heard. So, uh, so you yeah, know. I think that's I think there's something there. You know, I think that that would the production of that might be a little bit difficult. I feel that, you know, Star Trek is not cheap and yeah, that's my problem with like this, carry, yeah. carry contracts and sets all from season season, obviously is a big, big way to save money. And if you had to build like new sets for like every season, new contracts or every renewal, new contracts every season, you know, that can, that can get expensive really fast. So I think that at least, at least for like a show like Star Trek or series like Star Trek, I could see that being somewhat cost inhibitive, but you never know. You never know. I feel that CBS is just throwing money at Star Trek nowadays. So I have no idea, you know? Yeah. I, I think when, you know, initially when you started, I mean, I had not heard, heard about any of this. So my first wow. thought was, was what I've already said, like Sulu and Worf have been rumors for a while. Like they've sure. said, like the actors have said, oh yeah, I would love to do a series. Uh, but when you think about the the production costs of doing these things, I think that right. that's, you know, yeah, CBS is throwing a lot of money at this, but the production values are so high on these shows right, right now. Yeah, no, it's that definitely, I think it would definitely that, be a challenge. Yeah. For sure. And I mean, unless so. they really do have like an, uh, as other podcasts have used the term, 
unless they have Disney money and they're willing to throw around. Sure. Uh, I don't really actually see this happening. Uh, so I'm going to really count this as a, a very speculative. Yes, like all the salts. Yes. Yeah. Very, yeah. This is very this, much rumor mill. Um, meanwhile, Starfleet Academy has kind of gone from rumor and speculation to they are in some sort of pre-production phase. So, yeah, I mean, I feel are. like Starfleet Academy is a little bit different because it went from rumor to Alex Kurtzman specifically mentioning Starfleet Academy right. in, in the right. Star Trek it, day. Yes, his interview with um, Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Yeah. Yes. So that that that's like from the horse's mouth right off the bat. So sure, that sure. that went from rumor to actually reality pretty quickly. Uh, these shows have been rumored for years. Sulu has, you know, George Takei has um, has said that he would do a show many for many many years. Michael Dorn has said over the last couple of years that he would do he would love to do a war show. So this is just, I feel like this is just filling the vacuum of right. Right. Uh, we need we need more news because you know Paramount Plus pulls the thirty second teaser trailer. Oh my god! For okay. Picard two and and Picard season two and makes me feel like I'm crazy. We, we understand. All right. Well, I think that's about it for the news slash rumor mill. I don't think that you have anything to add since you're obviously behind on the news, but I mean, know. clearly, I mean, you're, you're apparently, um, the news source for me right now. I mean, for, uh, for today. Yeah. For today. Yes. Cool. Well, I think that about does it for that segment. So why don't we get into this week's project episode, a moral star part one. Protected. They've depleted the prototype. On your orders, I can enable rapid regeneration protocols. Wait, where are we going? You'll know soon enough. You said you'd tell me the truth. Why is this ship so important to you? Because this is more than a ship. It is a salvation. How long before I could proto-jump? No, I want to know more. If I am so important, why did you choose the ship and abandon me? When I chose the ship... I was blinded by duty, but now I realize that you are more. You are part of me. You are my daughter. I cannot do this without you. Do what? I'm ready to listen. You. You're hiding something. Engage the proto-warp now. The proto-core is not responding. The computer is saying it is not on the ship. What? Lose something? Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Okay. All right. A Moral Star Part 1. So, this is Part 1 of the second quarter chunk of Season (laughs) 1. I don't even know what to call anymore because basically it is the second quarter um and what are you using football references oh my gosh well only no literally it's a quarter because the first okay season is divided yeah, four parts. Yeah, okay all right yeah so right. yes so it's the pen ultimate episode of the second quarter season <laughs> so i 
Yeah, no, I mean, well, why don't you go first? I, I was going to say something, but why don't you, why don't you give me some, uh, you know, high level thoughts about this episode? So I, I love, this is a, this is probably one of my favorite episodes of Prodigy, to be honest. No, no, no I, I really like it. Because they plan things out. Mm-hmm. Like this is really, really well thought out. This whole strategy. This is not the shit show that you know Dal usually runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that this is really brilliantly uh, put together. Uh, I love the Starfleet uniforms that the the crew got to wear. I thought it was awesome. I think, like all things, uh, there was a unexpected twist that they didn't really plan for, which was the abduction of Gwen. Well, it sounds like they did expect that, but they made it look like it was a surprise. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, Gwen was buying, you know, like the diviner realized that Gwen was buying time. So obviously it was planned for. Oh, yeah, that, that part of it. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I want to take her with him. Right, yeah. Um, they just pretended that it was out of left field. Fair enough. You're right. Uh, again, I've only watched this once, so sure. I'm trying to do this all from memory uh, from a week ago. So I only watched it um, once. You're much better with these things, I have to say. Uh, <laughs> it just you comes are, back. I don't know why. You, you, yeah. There's just something. This is you have the Cliff Clavin brain. Right. And if you're old enough to get that reference, kudos to you. I don't know what you. you're talking about. From Cheers. Um, oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Who knows I, I all really, of the details about everything. Now do you get it? Uh, this is you. Um, so, but I thought it was really enjoyable. I loved, I think, everything that Janeway said about this crew coming together and about them really uh, fulfilling the ideals of of Starfleet was really great to see it was great to see everyone come together yeah and they really did it brilliantly i mean talk about a ragtag group of people of 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 beings pulling together and pulling this off um the you know the other unexpected thing was that they destroyed the power cells and that was going to kill all that's potentially going to kill everyone right they don't have a solution yet for that that's part of the cliffhanger of part one uh, but uh, yeah, it's it made it seem like this this feels like a season finale. This feels like episode nine of Lower Decks. Yeah, no, I. This I feels I, very uh, yeah. like the stakes are high. They're mm-hmm. real because it's not just the crew now. It's all of these people that they're trying to save. Right. Uh, the diviner has become this really actually super. Not that he wasn't evil before, but he's like super evil now. He's corrupted Janeway. Uh, so that's also interesting. This new dark Janeway. It's kind of creepy. So and and I also feel like Gwen is really in trouble here. Potentially, you know, I, you know, she's, she is uh, in trouble. So, well, we'll see because um, I do think that they anticipated that Gwen would be in the situation. So I feel that she's going to have some sort of out or she's mm-hmm. confident that, you know, her father's not going to harm her and just go after the, 
the actual protostar um star whatever you want to call it right yeah yeah so i guess we'll see um no i agree with your overall point i think that they you know i have to say that looking at the overall arc of the first half of season one being these 10 episodes i think Mm -hmm. they've, they've done a good job like they've done a good job like setting up these characters and the thing that i do appreciate when you and i were watching kobayashi which is when um when dao was going through obviously the kobayashi maru and we you you were both you and i were both like you know is this gonna stick is he going to actually learn anything and i actually do feel that we're seeing these characters evolve in a meaningful way and they are learning from their mistakes and i actually really appreciate that because Mm -hmm. sometimes you know especially classic star trek like it's like something happens one week and then it's like everything is reset, you know? And I just appreciate that they're trying to build consistency with these characters over time and that they're actually learning and growing and their relationships are evolving. And I really like that. Like, I think that, um, like, especially in this episode, I feel that there were just a lot of callbacks to things that have happened to them, uh, like back to episode one, um their experiences on i don't the what's what's the diviner ship i don't the the mine rev 12 rev, rev 12 what's a rev 12 such a random name it um is. so yeah I, I think that they just and one thing that was interesting i don't know if you caught it like i don't know if you watch like all the opening credits i don't watch all the opening credits but i usually skip to the end but the the written by was like it was like 10 names. Oh, yeah, like yeah. I did, know, I did notice that, yeah. I was like, um, I was like, that's a lot of names. And I feel that, uh, you know, I think that you can actually tell because I think that they literally all got together and just talked about all the different, um, like, story, uh, like, the bread, story breadcrumbs that they've kind mm-hmm. of, like, put throughout these 10 episodes. Yep. And kind of figured out how to weave it into this yeah, 24 minute episode so i think that they actually did you know i really appreciate that and honestly i think that um this is definitely like one of the the stronger if not one of the strongest like you know first seasons first seasons other than like lower decks maybe like i think that this is like you know honestly from a consistency and character standpoint because lower decks is a comedy it's not so like you know, like sometimes the characters do revert. Like here, we actually see like really meaningful growth between all these characters over ten episodes. And I think that it makes it like one of the strongest first seasons of Star Trek. Yeah, I, I think it's been a when you get to look at the arc. I think yeah. that uh, it does do that. I think it does uh, really tell a story. You know, all of those little annoyances that you kind of see week to week as you kind of put to, put it all together, I think Kobayashi is a great callback, um, you know, because number one, you know, you would hope that Dal has learned something after doing the Kobayashi Maru for probably a hundred times. Right. Right. Uh, and, and that Spock's words to him about being a captain of art mm-hmm. is about the needs of the many, not the needs of the one. Right. And uh, so I think that that is uh, super, uh, super well done in the fact that we're seeing the, the fruits of that now. Yeah. Um, but also the fact that 
not only that, you see the fruits of that, but you see the fruits of every experience, like Gwen's experiences, Rock Talk's experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would say that, you know, Murph and Jankum are kind of like, eh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Murph uh, is kind of just there. Jankum is still very one-dimensional to me. Yeah, and uh, I think he's I think the only character. Yeah. yeah, I think that he's the only character that we really haven't delved into too deeply. Right. Uh and I haven't, we haven't seen that. We've seen the least amount of growth from him as a talking English speaking sure. character. Right. Um, so, and then Zero has certainly um, yeah, yeah. evolved a little bit as well. Uh, so maybe also not quite as much, but we don't know quite as much other than, you know, it was a nice callback that he did not want to be recaptured to mm-hmm. kind of be used as a used again right right as a weapon uh as a as a weapon so i think that that's all really good i think that it's really cool and interesting to see that they are so attached to all of the beings that they worked with and are willing to sacrifice themselves to go back i like that they brought the occasion back yeah 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 yeah. from the first from the pilot yeah from the pilot yeah so uh you know, I think it's it's really like this whole the needs of the many piece mm-hmm. of Star Trek has really been built into this, and they they are going back for everyone, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I appreciated that they were faced with the choice of either jumping to Federation space or going back for everyone else. Um, I thought that that was kind of a interesting challenge for them to kind of have to discuss and think about and i also appreciated how there was that moment between dao and gwen because dao like they were deliberating and dao just walked out but dao's main struggle in the deliberation was i don't know if you remember but he was like yeah it was just me then whatever but you know it's not just me it's like it's like our friend it's us you know it's like this Mm -hmm. the, the friendship that we have um, yeah, that we worked really hard to get to. So I really appreciated that. And I thought that was really touching where, you know, we've seen that because Dow, you know, we we hate, we hate, really hated him in the pilot. Um, no, not so much a pilot, but the second episode, he was really annoying. Yeah. He was just like really selfish and kind of like, you know, kind of a bully. Um, but now he's like found like a family. Right. So I, I did appreciate that. Yeah, I think seeing Dal showing this much growth over the season has been helpful. He has annoyed the f out of a, of us. Yes, yeah, uh, multiple multiple episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, Correct. So, yeah, it is nice to see that he is willing to go back and sacrifice himself for for everyone. Right. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited to see what kind of transpires tomorrow in the finale, um, or the finale of this half of the, you know, the, you know, they could, they really could have just said, you know, we're going to do a one, two season. We already, yeah, it was, yeah, that was when my, one, my major complaint is that the ending was so abrupt. It was very abrupt. I was like, oh, is the episode over? And I had to like look at my Paramount Plus app, my favorite, <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's over, you know, um. Because it was just like, it wasn't like a really like cliffhangy scene. It was mm. literally just like, oh, you guys do this. We'll do this. And that was it. Yeah. So it didn't really feel like they should have just aired it like like they did with the pilot. Like I feel, I, I, and I feel that if they were to, 
if we were to watch it contiguously, it would feel like, you know, very, very much like the pilot where you you, you wouldn't even be able to tell like where the transition point is, you know, like, mm, yeah. Because when I think back to the pilot, which definitely technically is part one, part two, like I wouldn't really know like where that break point is because sometimes like, like old like Voyager episodes, like they would air, like you remember, like sometimes they would air like a special and it'd be like two episodes, but you would clearly tell where the break was. Yeah, I mean, you get that musical thing that dun dun dun. Yeah, like maybe not the best of both worlds type of cliffhanger, right. but that sort of beat. They right. they they were in a very much. They had a very. It was like very much specific... meant to be split up, like yeah. either aired separately or together. Right. Like, but they kind of wrote it so that it could be aired separately. Yeah. Did they do that with Year of Hell? Did they show Year of Hell as one episode? Maybe. I think maybe. they did. I think Year yeah. of Hell, maybe Unit Matrix Zero. Um, way of the warrior. That's another one that they air that I recall them airing, like, you know, mm -hmm. like both parts on one night. Um, I'm just rambling, but yeah, those are, yeah, a couple. Those are yeah, yeah, those are a couple. Yeah. So I mean I think uh I'm excited to see how this wraps up. No, what I was saying was I, I feel like they could have really said, you know, we've re already recorded seasons one and two. And we'll be back for season two later this year. Like why? I, I don't understand why they couldn't have just said, you know, season one is 10 episodes. We've actually yeah, I have no idea. I don't know why they decided to make season know. one 20 episodes. It's yeah. The, I don't, I don't understand the rationale behind that. Yeah. And it, if anything, it causes more confusion. Like, I, yeah. I and you know what you could have from a marketing standpoint, you could have been like, oh, here's season one. We'll release this on DVD in a month after the finale, right. which is what most, you know, what most shows do and yeah instead now we have season one kind of dragging out probably it's probably going to drag out into like at this point 2023 like the way yeah that i would imagine up, you know yeah I, I you know i i imagine that there's probably a little bit of you know this is my prediction five episodes in between strange new worlds and lower decks and five episodes between lower decks and whatever comes after lower decks yeah maybe whether it's discovery yeah. season five which i find kind of hard to believe that we're going to get another season uh in the you know in 10 Not months when they haven't year, even no. started it, recording it's be next year i think so maybe there's something else that they got in the pocket or maybe these uh, or maybe prodigy will end 2022 but i think I and then we'll figure out what's going to happen in 2023. Oh, I guess Picard would pick up in 2023. Yeah. So, yes. so, you know, so yeah, so we'll, we'll kind of see what happens. Uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully Alex Kurtzman is a better planner than Paramount plus. Well, that's TBD. Um, and I don't know how much control he has over that. I really like Alex. That's not a slam against him. It's just a matter of, you know, He's an executive producer, but sure. how much control does he have from Paramount is sure, the real sure, question. Sure. So, um, but yeah, I think uh, the goal was always to have 52 weeks of Star Trek. And I think that we're going to see that this year. That's crazy. Um, which is, you know, not bad for what are we, this is year five of Star Trek being back. In this iteration, 2017 when is, when was Discovery. Discovery? 2017? Yeah, I want to say 2017. So yeah. within five years, we've resurrected Star Trek to have new episodes every Lots. week. It's a lot. In a year, so uh, or less than five years. So that's impressive. Yeah. Um, despite the management challenges at Paramount. Sure. Um, um, well, I'm not done talking about this episode. Okay, so let's talk some more. What else you got? What else? Well, you got? I was, um, I want to know your, uh, 
theory as to because another thing that I was like, why is when Gwyn was about, I feel Gwyn was just about to find out the truth about. Oh Viner. yeah, and then he sensed that she was kind of hiding something, and that kind of stopped it. But what do you think is because he was about to reveal why the pro star is so important? What do you think it is? Yeah. Um, so one, one, you got to recognize that this the the two of them are tied telepathically or in some way. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, right, right. So this is a quality of their species. Um, I don't really. I still don't really know. The only thing that I can think of you know, through the rumors and through the things, you know, the time travel bit and whatnot uh-huh. is that the Diviner was a member of Starfleet. What? And, and is this a was, rumor? No, yeah, this is my, you asked my prediction. This oh, is, wait, I thought you, this is a rumor that's out there or this is your, just your thing? This is mine. No, the, the rumor, oh. the rumor was like, there's a chime. Remember there was a discussion. You, you're the one that shared this. There was a discussion about there being some time travel. Yes. yes, that the piece of that this. The, um, that the, <laughs> that the pro star, I <laughs> like English, that the pro star is actually from the future. Well, no, or from now or something. And then it was flung back to the past. And that's yeah. why the diviner has been looking in for so long. Right, right, right. So my my only thought about this is that the diviner was part of the crew. Uh, and there is some, some piece of this that uh, either they went back in time to, or they went, they come from the future where the diviner's planet was destroyed something along that lines there's there's something i think there's a tie between him and the federation that and and starfleet well he does that, seem to have um, very negative sentiments against starfleet as we yeah as we and i think episode. it's i think it's from yeah i think that he was either in starfleet he was part of the protostar crew or he maybe he even designed the protostar oh, for is, starfleet that is interesting that's interesting. Uh, I mean, those are just some theories right off the top of my head. I have no idea. Um, you know, I the biggest reveal for me in that the, that in that scene is the fact that he can read Gwen's not feel not thoughts well, we specifically, in, but we saw that in the pilot. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but this was really clearly like he could. He's you know when he sensed that she's not telling the truth or she's hiding something that was pretty because he was all about finally telling her that and then all of a sudden he got this inkling this telepathic Mm -hmm. feeling that she was hiding something from him and he stopped so yeah no we saw a little bit of the pilot i don't i I think it might just be empathic i don't think it's full telepathy i don't recall i need to go back to the pilot um but yeah i was frustrated because he was like about to reveal all the beans and i was like why i mean no, I, think I knew that, you know I, think, I that's good that was gonna happen you okay know. whatever but um <laughs> i think that i actually don't really have a theory i just think that um he because they keep on talking about that he and gwen are the last two of his race so i think that he is gonna use the pro star somehow, some way to kind of save his species. Um, I don't know what that looks like. I'm really, I, I don't know what and 
how that would function. Mm. Um, I don't know if it has something to do. I, I feel it has something to do with the ProStar engine, given that it's a nascent star. Like, I don't know. Um, but they have said repeatedly throughout these 10 episodes how they're the last two of their species. Like, it's like, yeah, I get absolutely. It. I get yeah. It. So yeah. I think that um, he's, he's desperate to, you know, and is willing to do anything because it's, it's about saving his race. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what that looks like again, but um, that's my, you know, that's my hypothesis. Well, and, we, yeah. you know, we may not get all of those details, given that he may have to go back and get the protostar itself and put that back in the engine and then also do oh. the thing that he wants to do. Uh, and, yeah. you know, that that is none of that is going to go to plan. So we'll kind of see. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but, um, but that's a good that's a good point. You know, there that's a good call out. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll find out. What we find out, I don't expect that we'll find out everything, right. but I do think that we will. Because remember, there's still the whole piece about Dreadnought being Dreadnought being on the right. He boarded ship. the ship. He boarded the ship when Chakotay was right in command. So yeah, we, we don't know where Chakotay is. We have so, no idea. Uh, so no, I have no clue. We have not run to him or gotten any sort of inkling as to where he is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I do agree with you that there there is definitely some history. I don't know what it is. There's definitely some history between the Diviner and Starfleet, like because he's just so um, he's so bitter. You know, there, there's something there. Obviously, we just I, yeah, I'm, I'm cur- very curious as to what it is. Well, um, and then there's a whole piece about the Diviner code being in the ship's system. So yes. Yes. So there is that uh, that piece that is uh, still unexplained. So uh, we, you know, we are that is TBD, and uh, hopefully we'll have enough answers to tide us over to later this year, probably much later this year. I know. Uh, you know, we're probably talking a good six months at least until we return to Prodigy again. Bye. Uh, since we've got three series back to back, yeah, uh, between now and then, so It'll be a while. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, I just don't, um, I don't know that we'll see see that answers right away. But um, here's hoping. I would like can... to see a little bit. I would like to learn a little bit more before we kind of go on hiatus. But you know, we'll see. Yes, we will see. Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, you know, definitely an enjoyable episode. I do agree. I think that these nine episodes together so far really make for a great series. I don't know if it's Mm. the best ever, but it's really good. And uh, given the audience that it's targeted for, I think it's a very good adventure that you can really, that, that the young people of today could really enjoy. Yeah, I think I'm just measuring it against, you know, I, that my, my, what I'm positing is really just talking about like the quality um, of the show. And also like, I didn't, I don't really think there was one episode that I was like, that was a terrible episode, you know, like, yeah, I agree. You know, know, and I think just consistency character development, I think, you know, um, yeah, I think measures, I think it's like, 
you know, that's why I'm saying it's like potentially one of the best. Yeah, I think they've done, but I also, you know, I don't want to give them too many kudos because I feel like they've, they've done really great with character development on half the crew, but not the whole crew. You know, it's so most of the crew. I mean, the only ones that we haven't really, I think, gotten too much is yes, Jankum, um, and Murph. I mean, yeah. Zero. I think I, we we've gotten like some of you know. I agree we can use more of him, but I feel that he's also kind of this like sage like character that like you know deposits wisdom and has relationships with like like Gwyn, for example. I think that he mm. you know we've definitely seen a lot with between Zero and Gwyn and like some moments between them. Though I, mm. though I, I understand why you're saying we can probably use more. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm just saying more. I think I think we've really gotten to know Dal, Gwyn and Rock Talk. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some opportunity for the rest of the crew. Sure, sure. And obviously we know a lot about Janeway. So um, yeah, that's fair. So, you know, I think, uh, uh, but yeah, we know. And the funny thing is, we know a lot about Gwen, but we don't know a lot about Gwen, too. So, mm-hmm. we sit, or we don't know about her species. I it's because, say. like, it's tied up to the diviner. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything. Yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. that's yeah. why I think, yeah. you know, we're only getting, it's like, drips and drops. Yeah, exactly. But as far as her moral character development and, uh, you know, internal, uh, internal piece of the, her character i think that we've gotten a lot of but uh along the same lines that we don't really know too much about rock Ta- any of the crew about how they got here mm-hmm. to where right other than dal we know how dal got there now well there's we, still i think a lot of mystery with dal yeah yeah oh yeah there's a ton of mystery we have no idea like, we where, still don't know we still haven't revisited the question of like what species is he yeah where did she where did where know, did uh Naimo or Nemo or whatever her name. Where did she find him? Yeah, there's a yeah. lot we don't know about. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that that's really that's really good too. Uh, but we do know someone out there who does know, and this Damon does know. So I think that we're going to see the Damon again. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. But I I don't think we're going to see it in the second half of this. Uh. Or this second part of this. No. no finale. But no, uh, not. But I hopefully we'll see it in the second half of the season. So. Right. Well. Yeah. Any other thoughts yeah. on? Uh... No, I think that uh, we covered. I'm 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 like mentally scanning the episode in my mind. I think that yeah, we sure. got Go yeah. I think we got most of it. Yeah, I I do wonder if evil evil hologram Janeway is also a ruse because I feel that if mm. they were smart enough, they were like uh yeah, Dreadnought has like your override codes, so maybe we should do something about that. You know. Yeah, no. I wonder I, if that's I, kind of also like planned, but we'll see what happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Because yeah, that's like logic. It's like okay, he clearly was able to eat, you know easily delete you, so we should probably try to work around this somehow. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there's going to be more surprises that the Prodigy crew has put into place. Right. That they're sort of just letting ride out. Right. So. Uh, I think that there's a lot of things and I think Janeway will be one of them for sure. I think that totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be, that would be a big miss if they just didn't think about that. Yeah, no, I I think, I think they've convinced me that they've thought this is well, well planned and thought out. So 
I think, uh, I think that that is a good sign that we'll see some other tricks in, in the prodigy yeah. that, uh, yeah, we still, well, we still haven't seen their plan fully play out. So yeah, no, we have no, I think, um, yep. yeah, there's, there's still a lot more that we haven't that, you know, that we don't know what they planned during that montage, that planning montage. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, cool. Cool. All right. Um, so I think that does it for this episode. We're trying to keep it shorter. I'm st- we still talk for like 40, 45 minutes, but whatever, you know, that's part of the course. Um, so Mike, do you want to talk a little bit about sponsor? Yeah, absolutely. So Fansets is the exclusive sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Truck Geeks Podcast Network. And in case you are not following Fansets and on social media, and why aren't you? Uh, you know they just released the new pins for february and we get a captain burnham micro pin from season four we've got uh, osira and the big one i think osira that's gonna be a hot seller (laughs) yeah i think so yeah yeah um but uh michael i was being sarcastic but okay oh okay well hey you know, Osira is uh, one of those baddies that you love to hate, but it's also and forgettable. Like I, I whatever <laughs> you've that's, you've that's, forgotten her. Yeah, it's over. It's over. It's well, over, yeah. it's, it's clearly over. She she is dead. She's dead. Continue. Uh, and, but the exciting, uh, the more, the most exciting pin I think that that's come that's coming out is the Star Trek Klingon emblem, and you can get this in mag a uh, magnet or a pin, and uh, cool. yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, it's really nice. Uh, it's a nice addition to kind of their Delta line, but not the Delta line, obviously. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they've got some new three new pins. For February, and uh, you can go over to fansets.com and check them out, along with all the other new pins, which they have just released a bunch of DC DC Comics pins, uh, and also another Ultraman pin. I am not a fan of. Have you ever watched Ultraman? Are you familiar with Ultraman? I am familiar with Ultraman, but I've never actually watched it. Oh, okay. I think I watched maybe like one episode, and and then there was a Netflix. Um, there was a Netflix revival. Oh really? Like an oh, anime okay. and uh, like a CG anime revival. Oh okay. There's actually I think a season two coming. So oh, okay. I I fell asleep. I, I watched like a few episodes. And I fell asleep. So. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, so there are those pins and a ton more, including you know Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all kinds of DC Comics versions uh, and uh, plenty of almost, uh, not almost, over 400 Star Trek pins. So head on over to fansets.com, put a bunch of pins in your your cart. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> and English is getting English? harder and harder as more, we approach. More and more difficult. More and more, more and more. Uh, so as we approach the midnight hour, uh, but he- head on over, put a bunch of pins in there into your cart. And if you spend more than $30, you're in the US, you're going to get free shipping. But also, if you use the code DS Pride, all one word, you will get 10% off your order. And we want to give a huge 
Thank you and shout out to Fansets for supporting Deep Space Pride and being the premier sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Thanks, Fansets. All right, cool. Well, in the meantime, if you guys want to reach out to us on socials or email, you can DM us on Twitter and Instagram at Deep Space Pride, or you can shoot us an email at DeepSpacePride at gmail.com. Cool. I think that does it. That does it. Yeah. Short and sweet question mark. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to wait and see if that's the case. Yeah. Uh, but also, so we've got the finale tomorrow. Yes. And then we're back to discovery in a week. Yes, we are. And then in, wow, in four weeks, we've got Picard season two. Yes, that's that. That's crazy. I am getting more excited for Picard. I am too. I am too. Uh, yeah. You know, we'll, Picard we'll, is definitely we'll our captain. So, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see. Again, we've had our we've had differing opinions about Picard. I'm, I'm yes, hopeful, we have. Hopeful, yes, I'm hopeful for uh, this season. We'll yes, see. I am too. I am excited about Picard. I am excited about Gunnan. I am excited about uh, Rafi and Seven. Uh, yeah. Though we haven't seen much of Soji. Soji, mm. Soji the we dead one. We have not seen Soji. We have not seen too much of Wait, I was like Soji. Elmore. Soji is it's Soji, right? No, Soji's not a dead dead sister. I, I... Oh, no. Uh, Dodge. Dodge. Dodge is the live one. Correct. Is she? Okay. I don't know. Is it? Oh I don't God. remember. I, Whatever. Oh my gosh. I, we're horrible Star Trek fans right now. I know. Well, you know, I'll be honest. I I I was never like a huge Soji Dodge, like, you know, fan. Like, oh, was, I really like I was I, was I really I really enjoyed the one that get killed. Right. Um the that was okay. Was, so the one that died was Dodge. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. The one that died was Dodge. Um, so Soji is the, the surviving, okay. surviving sister that, went, that got to the end. So, and I'm wondering if we're going to see any Romulans this season because those bitches be dead, but are they? Are they dead? I, I, oh my God. I, I don't need to see. I don't need to see them. The, the, no, I the, do not. The siblings? Yeah, I do not need to see even, them. I don't even. No. We don't. They were like, they, like I said, I think I said this when we watched Picard. They were just missing the mustache that they couldn't grow, <laughs> whatever. Um, no, I mean, like, I Dodge told you, I is just like, whatever. I mean, like, we, we barely seen them in the trailers. There was a one shot of Soji in like one trailer. She was like at Federation headquarters by a fountain or something like that. That was it. Like, I, oh, okay. I don't like. But well, we haven't know. seen Elnor either. We've seen him in one shot, I think, as well. Yeah, no, we, we've, um, we've seen. I feel we've seen more of Elnor than we have seen of, of okay. Soji. But, Soji, okay. Well, but uh, we'll kind of see TBD, uh, TBD, TBD. Yeah, and we also have some Brent Spiner action this season yes, as well. We've definitely more Brent Spiner than Soji. Uh, um, so we'll, so we'll yeah. wait and see. Uh, there's so much to to wait and see, and find out what's happening there i i feel like i don't know how i will ever fit it in probably won't but i feel like a rewatch at least of the last two episodes of picard season one are in order 
Oh, I feel uh, that you can fit that in within next month or so. No. Yeah, and uh, I'm excited about the audio drama that's coming out uh, in a couple of weeks as well. Although that'll be happening while I'm in uh, New Orleans with the kids. Oh right, so, the audio. I forgot um, about the audio drama. So that will be interesting. Uh, look forward to that. Maybe I'll listen to that as I. What's the word I'm looking for? Debrief? No. What do I? What do you do when you come back from a trip and you, and I want to say de-stress, but that's not the right word. Decompress. Decompress. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, when I decompress from New Orleans. So. All right. Well. Yes. All uh, right. So well, there we have it. There we go. There we are. Yeah. All right. I think that we're good, right? Unless, yes, there, unless you had anything else. No, I have nothing else. I can barely speak at this point. So I, I think know. we should probably yes. end this podcast. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, everyone. We will talk to you all soon. Talk to you all next week. In the meantime, live long and prosper. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.